everybody. Thank you all for tuning into the Red Raider Rundown. I'm Brandon Salisa, joined with uh, Billy Watson. Today we'll be recapping Texas Tech football's 34-7 bowl game win at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis over Mississippi State. Talk some tech hoops, both men and women's, uh, a little bit of baseball, and also some uh, just some tennis news that might have slipped by some people. So stay tuned, and we'll get right to it. Before we begin today's episode, we'd like to give a big thank you to the sponsor of the Red Raider Rundown podcast, and that is Carnley Properties, where they are unlocking your future. Carnley Properties, they're all about developing relationships. They know that the property that you buy today will be one that you might sell in the future, and buying a home is one of the biggest decisions that anybody can really make in a lifetime, and they want it to be the best decision that you make. Uh, Buying at the lowest price today will usually ensure selling at a competitive price in the future. They will stage your home. They'll put it up on different websites and just kind of make make sure that the process is just fun and rewarding for you at the end. So if you're in the Central Texas area and the Austin area, definitely hit up the fine folks at Carnley Properties where they will definitely unlock your future. And now for today's episode. So you're saying I go into NBC and tell them I got this idea for a show about nothing. (laughs) We go into NBC. We? Since when are you a writer? Writer, we're talking about a sitcom. <laughs> you want to go with me to NBC? Yeah, I think we really got something in. What do we got? An idea. What idea? An idea for the show. I still don't know what the idea is. It's about nothing. Right. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us. As mentioned, Brandon right here, joined by Billy. Billy, long time no see, man. I mean... It's been it's been a minute. I know you're in Texas right now, but you're going to be heading back to Kansas pretty soon, I'm assuming. Yeah, no, you, you hit it right there. Um, we were doing uh, I forget. I even I forget the name of the show, but we were doing it last year doing it with Ben. That was always tons of fun. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we had a, we had a bunch of laughs on there. I think I still have the eight minute recording him somewhere in my phone about us trying to wrapping up the show and we couldn't get through it. But yeah, I'm back in Texas right now. Uh, work full time in Kansas for a newspaper up there with Gannett. Uh, same company with Carlos Silva, who's a great guy, obviously. Um, but yeah, been a good stuff. I still follow Texas, Texas Tech a lot. Obviously, a big win last night that got me really hyped. Uh, nice, nice way to keep the vacation going. Obviously, yeah, nice vacation for a lot of uh, Red Raiders. Like I said, thirty-four-seven win over Mississippi State and Mike Leach. Um, impressed by the run game. I mean, they they came out strong. I think the first drive, all seven plays were seventy-five yards. They were all on the ground. Um, you know, Sonny Cumbie kind of just sticking to that ground game. And then you saw him air it out and he kept airing it out. And it was just a nice win overall um, in general. What do you think that kind of does for the Red Raiders moving forward? Obviously, Joey McGuire will take over, but and then Sonny Cumbie's going to Law Tech and everybody's kind of going everywhere. But uh, nonetheless, huge momentum. I mean, you, you can't really write it off any better than that. Yeah, I think what stands out is like people have said this kind of every last game of the year, I think. We've said it a couple of times, even in heading into the Matt Wells era, like, oh, this is a momentum builder. But I think this one's really big, considering the significance of this win, you know, beating Mike Leach again, just completely blanking an SEC team that everyone was mm-hmm. raving about. Their offense going to be absolutely spectacular, you know, with Will Rogers, you know, that's kind of funny, you know, the Will Rogers comparison with Texas Tech as well, uh, with the statue on campus. But, you know, he didn't, he didn't show up 260 rushing yards against yeah. an SEC team that only put up 54 and limiting them to the least amount of points they scored all year. The second, mo- the second least being to Bama. Yeah. Like that's just crazy. You head into another, another year with a uh, Joey McGuire coming in, who's already got tons of recruits, obviously, which is going to be great for Texas tech. And he's already stepped up his game and put a lot of effort into that. And uh, 
he's loving it. I bet, I bet you he's loving it. He was there last night watching his Texas Tech Red Raiders, and I, I would not be surprised if next year uh, the expectations exceed uh, what they were when Matt Wells first got here, obviously. You know, just like I said, the, the recruiting has been there. Uh, last night you saw the young guys take a huge step up with the absence of Eric Izukama, who declared for the draft. Uh, guys like Jared Bradley, J.J. Sparkman showed up. A lot of these guys you hadn't seen play a lot all year. And even then, we got more on the sideline. Loic Fungi not playing, and then uh, Jed Castles doesn't get too much time. Mason Tharp's playing a lot. Um, but those guys are going to come back, and McGuire is going to put them to work. And it's going to be just super exciting to see what he sees with those guys to step up, and then with the fresh group of class he's going to bring in. Yeah, and uh, Mississippi State came in uh, came in at tenth nationally against the run, and uh, they averaged hundred. They allowed one hundred and one point two per game, uh, and then Texas Tech ran for one forty five in the first uh, in the opening quarter. So uh, yeah, big time, uh, big time offensive showing. I think you hit it right in the nose with the younger guys. I think Joey McGuire is gonna have a problem because of Donovan Smith putting his name as probably being the starter. Tyler Shucks coming back. Um, Obviously, Henry Columbia, that's something we could talk about, um, or we can mention at least that he's not with the team. He's kind of doing his own thing now, trying to – I think he's going to go try to try to find somewhere he can go start. And, um, you know, I guess you can't blame him, but nonetheless, you you have Donovan Smith, uh, Baron Morton, Tyler Shuck, uh, and whoever else. You know, I know – I wouldn't be surprised, obviously, they had somebody else. Obviously, Maverick MacGyver's still on the team. Don't know what's going on with him. I wouldn't be surprised if he totally just went and transfer portal and tried to find somewhere where he can go play. But um, it's funny because we, we thought he was going to be in the portal last year. And oh, yeah. I, I totally forgot he was still on the team until I looked it up a few days ago on the roster. I was like, oh, he's still around. Yep. But, yeah, oh, we're man. at practice and there's four jerseys out there and or five, I guess. It was Donovan, yeah, he's got Tyler, the extra guy. McNeil, MacGyver and Morton. And uh, yeah, I just kind of surprised he stuck around, but we'll see what uh, ha- happens with him. Another short uh, little Mike Leach fact right here. Uh, they won their, their bowl game last year. I couldn't tell you which what it was or whatever, but uh, he's, he would have been he would have been the first Mississippi State coach to win his, a bowl game in his first two seasons, um, and that was their 12th straight bowl game. So, um, nonetheless, I don't know. They just looked really unprepared to me, the Bulldogs, and uh, maybe kind of just lackadaisical and the fact that they probably were like, we're going to go in there, kind of take care of business and leave. But then again, you know, you get Twitter folks that SEC guys that are just straight up like, well, you know, they don't really want to be in a bowl game. But mm, who knows? It's like the, the thing that Tony Bradford mentioned. There was a tweet out there saying that, oh, yeah, we're going to beat y'all just because we're in the SEC. And, uh, <laughs> well, how the, how the turntables, I guess, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now the turntables. There you go. Um, nonetheless, big time win. Seven and six. First winning season since 2015. Um, don't think it was overlooked, but transitioning over number 25 Red Raiders, same day, um, got the first Red Raider win of the day as they uh, took down Alabama State. Davion Warren, Coach uh, Coach Adams, um, and um, I'm blanking on his name. Adonis Arms addressed the media after the game yesterday. It was nice um, because it was 12 to 10 at one point. The Hornets had the lead, um, and they've been playing people pretty close. They barely lost to Iowa State, sixty-eight to sixty, I believe. Um, they gave Texas a run for their money, sixteen to four, to open like the first quarter. Ended yeah. up losing by twenty, and that's kind of the same thing that happened here, uh, seventy-five fifty-three. Uh, they they and they were out there head without their head coach Mo Williams. Um, I think he was having a child, another child, I believe. Haxton said, um, but nonetheless, they look they they did look impressive. I think they're going to be a problem in their conference, even though they are two and eleven. They play some big dogs. 
they're just one of those teams that go and go in and into the season just wanting to play whoever they can at the toughest of the tough to make them better. So um, we'll see how that goes. But nonetheless, they have now won 14 straight non-conference home games. Uh, they're eight and zero at home this season, and it's their that was their final non-conference game of the year. And then Oklahoma State obviously was supposed to be this Saturday, New Year's Day, got postponed, got moved, and um, you know a lot of cancellations. And I, I was wondering on your part too, any cancellations up in Kansas? Just kind of off topic. Yeah, KU canceled their opener this week. Okay. I forget against who. I think it was Oklahoma, but they replaced oh, okay. it with George Mason. So there's some cancellations up there as well. I'll tell you this, the COVID situation in Kansas is probably not near as how bad it is, I guess, in Texas. Because yeah. Kansas is so rural. But you get to Topeka, Lawrence, that area, yeah, you'll get populated area. Okay. But, yeah, the Jayhawks rescheduled. They they tagged in George Mason for their uh, Saturday or the, the Big 12 opener replacement for a non-conference game now. So they'll, that's who they'll be playing in the okay. – um, Pretty exciting time over there, too, because uh, Wichita State's going to be playing Memphis on CBS on Sunday. So that's another nice. pretty cool uh, non-Texas Tech game if you want to watch that one, too. But Yeah, I had no idea Kansas even canceled. So that's not obviously – like in Mark Adams mentioned that it's obviously not, not happening. Um, it's happening everywhere and stuff. So just stay Oklahoma tuned. State was the team they were playing, by the way. Yeah, I just remember that. Oklahoma State was the team they were playing. Gotcha. And then um, – so now we'll play Iowa State on Wednesday, January 5th, to open Big 12 play. Um, and we'll see how that kind of goes, you know, but the Iowa state is really, really um, hitting on all cylinders right now. They're number eight in the country. And then um, I think we, let's see. And then we, because we will now we'll play Iowa state, I believe. Yeah. And then, but then we also open against Kansas. So we'll see how this goes, but nonetheless, it's, it's kind of confusing right now because you have Kansas January 8th at home, but then you travel to Ames before that. So it's going to be a tough, uh, a tough few days. That's a for tough the, way. The Red Raiders. Doesn't it always feel like Tech's always starting oh, yeah. off Big Toy play, Big Twelve play really hard? Mm-hmm. And then and Iowa have... State. Everyone thought Iowa State was not going to be good this yeah, year. No. I think they were they were projected to finish last this year, right? And mm-hmm. man, well, I watched the game against Iowa. Man, they looked so good. And yeah. Iowa's the team you you you, you watch their games. There were a bunch of three point shooters and. They're going to hit. But, man, Iowa State was so good. I couldn't tell you who I knew on that team before heading into this year. They just got a bunch of guys that that play well, and they hustle, and they're fun to watch. And, man, that Tech is going to have their hands full. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, they um, open it now on January 5th, and then they'll play Kansas at home on January 8th. So, um, yeah, it's going to be tough, but the Cyclones do they this Saturday, to my knowledge, I haven't really checked it out yet, but they do play um, Baylor on number one Baylor Saturday. So we'll see um, how, how tough they really are. But nonetheless, the Red Raiders hitting on all cylinders and non-conference play Tennessee um, win, but, you know, lost to Gonzaga and to Providence. So um, nonetheless, it looks like this team's always improved just kind of game by game in some sort of area. Um, the depth is there and. You know, it's just it seems like this team's obviously going to be a tournament team, I believe. Um, we'll see how far they can go. But nonetheless, new look, and it's the same old Texas Tech that we've seen the past few years. Um, keeping it, uh, let's just go ahead and keep it on the actual hardwood. Uh, Lady Raider basketball to catch everybody up on that. Um, they were supposed to play um, Incarnate Word, I believe, and they had a COVID issue. 
So now they will, um, and they're still they're still scheduled to play Oklahoma at two um, on January second. So that's Sunday. So we'll see if that still um, is a, is an issue or anything. But they were supposed to play on um, today tonight as we record this. Um, they're supposed to play Wednesday at seven, but we'll see how they they're doing. And so far, so uh, so far the season hasn't uh, hasn't been terrible. They have four losses. They catch everybody up to speed. Old Dominion was a loss. Georgia beat them, and then Ole Miss and LSU. So some no- notable um, Power Five college um, college talent, Power Five talent that just kind of beat them. And then, but then obviously you start conference play, which the Lady Raiders have have struggled in the past with, and it's a tough conference. So we'll see if they can get things going uh, on the hardwood. Yeah, and just like the men's, the women's have a tough one, a tough way to start as well. At Oklahoma, they have a lethal shooter over there, and her last name is Robertson. Uh, funny, fun fact, actually, I cover her cousin, who is actually in the hometown that I live in at the yeah. high school there. So she's a really good shooter is what I've heard from the area because she's from there. So tough way to start there, and then they go to Texas next. So mm-hmm. both men and women's are going to uh, wake up really quickly. Yes, for sure. And then um, as we wrap up, you know, the year, uh, get towards the 2022, that means baseball season's right around the corner. They came in at number four in the uh, collegiate baseball newspaper preseason poll. They are one of four Big 12 teams um, in that newspaper's um, ranking. Drop my mic. Sorry about that. Um, Number one, Texas, which um, we'll see how that goes. Number seven, Oklahoma State. Number 13, TCU, you're obviously the second highest ranked Big 12 team preseason-wise, right behind the Longhorns. But the Red Raiders have now been in the um, Collegiate Baseball Newspaper's top five for the past five years. So, um, And the highest they've been was number three in 2020. So um, lots of excitement over there. Obviously, it's going to be another group for Coach Tadlock that – it's just their their schedule is also just like the basketball the conference schedule at least, but for baseball it just kind of starts starts off hot against number twenty two Arizona, number thirty Michigan, um, at, in Globe Life uh, Field, not Globe Life Stadium, the new Globe Life Field, um, in Arlington. So that'll be fun. And then they open up against Dallas Baptist, who's always good, always solid team. Uh, they open the season at home against them on February twenty second. So. Um, not an easy road for the Red Raiders, once again, just because of the tough Big 12. Um, the talent in the Big 12 is just so tough. And then, obviously, you always test yourself against some pretty good um, non-conference opponents as well. Yeah, and this is the second year that they do that tournament. Last year, it was really awesome to see that announcement come out and play in a new stadium and what has now become one of the, the best things probably in the Dallas area. They play football games there, playoff football there for high school. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if college games are played there in, in the next few years, but uh, the second year they do this and yeah, it's always fun when baseball gets to play these teams and actually and beat them too. So, and Texas tech has done that too. I mean, uh, they'll go in and play a tough Michigan, Auburn and Arizona team. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it was last year was TCU and Texas in it as well, or something like that. Or they, I might be confusing this with the Sam Houston one, but uh, or uh, mixing all that up, but uh, a lot yeah. of talent there for sure. Cause yeah. The best way to get better is to play tough teams. I'm sure that's uh, part of Tadlock's philosophy as well in getting these guys ready uh, for a tough Big 12 conference. Yeah, for sure. And then um, the Jace, Jace Young, not Josh, Jace Young, uh, All-American preseason, preseason guy. So um, baseball runs through that family, and you can tell. And it's kind of cool that he gets to start his um, his next season off with the Red Raiders at Globe Life Field where 
hopefully Josh gets to gets to make some opening day starts or something. Yeah. So um excited about the future for them and for that for the young family. Um, a couple of things we wanted to mention before we wrap up, just kind of running you down on all Texas Tech athletics. Um, back, I believe about a week ago, honestly, I think it was a week ago, um, Texas Tech Tennis announced a partnership with the Falls um athletic club here in Lubbock over here, kind of close where I live. It's gonna be on one uh one twelfth. Um, there's already um obviously the facility is already there, the falls itself, but they're going to construct a new indoor tennis facility on the site. Uh, it's a 20 year partnership. So they'll use that for the windy, you know, dusty, rainy days that tennis has to endure whenever they're playing their season. Um, but nonetheless, it's something way overdue. I think um, they something that they wanted to get done. So hopefully they can get on that um, pretty quickly. Obviously it's not going to be built in the, you know, in the next few months, but I mean, they'll start construction on it hopefully pretty soon. And then they can actually use that and, um, you know, actually get some wins. Cause that's a very, it's been a very consistent program over there, men's and women's. Um, it'll include six door indoor, six indoor courts with digital scoreboards, camera streaming systems, sound systems, uh, fan seating. So that'll be nice. Um, cause I think they used to use the country club or something like that, but, um, there wasn't too many actual, you know, places to sit or watch, but this one will have, those um those amenities for the tennis team so tennis teams excuse me but um it's gonna be a lot of fun and uh good for them i'm really excited for that program and another thing we wanted to mention jalen tyson basketball mm. uh chase you mentioned this earlier chase uh broke that news yesterday maybe see some of this might have gotten lost in the shuffle with the bowl game and stuff but i don't think this one did just because he is a former Red Raider commit before Chris Beard bounced all the way to Austin to Texas. He, uh, I think he averaged maybe eight minutes a game so far. Um, hasn't played that much at all. And uh, just, I guess he just wanted to change a direction and his direction is pointing to a visit to Lubbock this weekend. So, um, and you mentioned it earlier. It's kind of funny because he's already been here. I mean, he was committed to the place and he's visiting again. So I'm thinking it looks kind of pretty good for, for him maybe landing with the, with the Red Raiders. Yeah, it wouldn't be bad, you know. Second, there's all there's a such thing as second chances, you know. But uh, um, he was committed here, didn't get to get on campus. I don't think it was because uh, Chris Beard took him to Austin uh, as soon as he was hired uh, by Texas. So um, it'd be nice, you know. He gets that one on one time with Mark Adams. He'll get to uh, tour the facility, get to see the team a little bit, probably. Um, maybe he'll point this way. Hopefully, he doesn't go to Baylor or anywhere else because you know. He already has that connection with Texas Tech and knows what it's about, um, minus Beard. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and I think he knows Coach Adams, and I think a lot of a lot of these players can attest to it. And obviously, the record speaks for itself. And um, I'm pretty sure if he can fit somewhere in this team, that Coach Adams will let him know that. Um, it's kind of funny because I think on Facebook I posted about it. Obviously, we're sharing and stuff. Go like and follow us on all of our social media accounts: Instagram, Facebook. Um, Twitter, but uh, posted on Facebook, and some people were just kind of shaking their head about it because you know it's kind of like the ex-girlfriend coming back, I guess, kind of deal. <laughs> Somebody said that, and you know, I, I can see kind of the how people can be upset about it, but um, nonetheless, talented guy, talented kid, um, just kind of, I guess, fell in, fell into something he he saw a little bit differently. So uh, wherever he ends up, I think he'll be pretty talented. But uh, Chase and Ben and all those guys, those recruiting guys, Matt Claire, they're all awesome at their job. Um, definitely keep up with the board and stuff so i think that'll do it for this this episode and then we'll be back probably um next week maybe and uh wrapping up some hopefully some some sort of news with uh you never know with all this COVID stuff like you said and like we talked about 
But um, yeah, stay tuned. We'll be running you down Texas Tech Athletics more in the future. Uh, once again, I'm Brandon Solis, and thank you, Billy, for uh, joining me again. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, we keep this going. Sir, sure. we'll see y'all next week.